Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Once again, we are coming to you from my sumptuous Las Vegas balcony. As our listeners know, the Business Creators Radio Show has a bit of, the, of a from the field aspect to it, and our listeners get the treat of listening in on private mastermind conversations. Today, we have something that is going to be absolutely delicious. In fact, our guest is describing one of the things he's going to share with us specifically as a tasty treat. And I agree, having gotten a preview in the green room just a few minutes ago. The topic is about marketing best practices for small online businesses. And I can tell you that you are going to get a view on that today, which is different than you may have seen before. To share that with us, we have Steve Mastriani. He's based in Toronto, Canada, and he's helped hundreds of people achieve their ideal outcome in a wide variety of fields, including music, multimedia, and business. A decade father, husband, author, coach, student, and philanthropist, Steve is an expert. It's simplifying complex topics, so his students are inspired to take action and get the results they want. Steve Mastriani, welcome aboard. Come on in. The weather's fine. Thanks so much for having me, man. All right. I know, as you told me in the green room, you have some tasty treats for us, and some of this is going to be pretty interesting to me. I'm looking forward to learning a few things myself. Before we do that, though, we'd like to have our guests do is share a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, my I don't think there's anything like a normal journey. I mean, anyone I'm guessing who you've had on the show or any entrepreneur that you ever meet, I, I think that the, the journey is always uh, rather unique. Uh, yes. Recently, someone told me though, that like, <laughs> I'm really hard to pin down because the there's, so my, my journey, basically it started in music and um, I've always, uh, you know, as far as I can remember, I've, I've been uh, really into music and I, I've been a musician for, for years. And um, to make a long story short, I became a professional musician, a touring musician, major label recording artist. And, um, and basically that, like, that was my main goal from, from day one. I just wanted to like, I wanted to tour all over the world. I wanted to play concerts. And, um, and so what happened was um, band to band, just going like, just like, you know, business to business. So you're basically um, getting into different projects, different, um, different new creative projects. And I, I created this new band um, and, from all the experiences from the past, you know, this one happened so quickly because you learn from your mistakes. And, um, and so we uh, built this band, we, we created this band um, called The Envy. And, um, and The Envy was signed by none other than Gene Simmons uh, of Kiss. And he nice. wanted to sign a band from Canada because his wife Shannon is from Canada. And he just he really loves the talent up here. And so you know, we get a phone call from our manager. We're out in the East coast of Canada and we're like, yeah, Gene Simmons wants to see you play. And we're like, what Gene Simmons is like, what a random phone call. Um, Gene Simmons wants to see you guys play anyway. So we come back to Toronto and, um, we play a concert for them and we go out for dinner with them afterwards. There's an Indian restaurant across the street and, um, we're just kind of, you know, um, we're just, basically talking business and um, talking about songs and you know he's a really really like he really loves songs and like um, the history like he you talk to that guy about anything uh, regarding history or songwriting and he's just he's all about like different facts it's amazing it's actually I would have never known that based on because like I, I didn't grow up a, a Kiss fan and so right. um, anyway so long story short he 
he signed us to his record label uh, that he was starting here called Simmons Records. And um, after that, we toured with Kiss all over North America, um, basically, you know, just living the rock star life and um, touring, uh, you know, tour after tour with different bands. It was amazing. Um, and anyway, but that that was my life for a while. And um, and then one day in 2013, I got a phone call from my dad, who has always been my you know biggest supporter. And he called me and he told me that he was just diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and it's like yikes oh my yeah like the whole like just rocking your world right and so in an instant I just knew okay so that's like basically pause on on the music career um just because you know your own family dynamic like I knew that I was pretty much the only one who would be like able to take care of him and um and so anyway so I put I pressed pause on my music career and um and going from like city to city uh, waking up in a different city every day as as void my stage name void um, right. and and being Steve in uh, the same city in the basically in like in the I wasn't in the house that I grew up in because he lived with my grandfather um, but I was definitely sleeping in the bed that I grew up in because uh, it was over there and so like talk about identity just like just identity crisis and so anyway but it wasn't about me it was about my dad so I wanted to make yeah. sure that I was there for him for him and um and while I was while I was taking care of him, you know, I still had to, uh, you know, deal with rent and deal with all the different things that that you'd have to. So, like, I, I had to do something and and I was looking on, you know, my laptop for like on, on the Internet for different things. And I just I basically stumbled upon online business like I was just like kind of looking for different solutions. And I've already been coaching uh, offline or like or on and off tour, I should say. Um, and, you know, I've been doing that for years. And so it was just kind of a natural fit that I would just take everything online. I could be in the hospital or be at home or whatever it was and, um, and run a business no matter how chaotic life got. So that's how I got into this whole thing. And, um, and then just crazy situation after crazy situation. I mean, you know, um, just like any entrepreneurial journey, basically led to a couple of best-selling books and um, a bunch of courses and, you know, um, a six-figure uh, per year business that is, you know, is, is going strong and just able to navigate all the, the challenges that, that come with being, you know, at that time being a primary caregiver, but now I'm a father of three kids, three and under, and just all the challenges that come from that. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's been a pretty amazing journey, but, you know, going from like, you know, being, being on stage every single night, um, playing in front of like thousands and thousands of people to now a digital stage where you know I, I deal with musicians but also business owners it's just it's, it's a very um very humbling experience and one I mean I, I wouldn't change anything if, if I could go back it's, it's definitely been super fulfilling but that's that's the, the story in a very big nutshell well that is quite a story uh first of all I did locate the envy on Spotify and I followed it. So I remember to go back and listen to it cool, later. That's awesome. Uh, just letting our listeners know that in addition to the business creators radio show, you can also find the envy on Spotify. So go subscribe to both. Awesome, uh, thank you. I have for years seen correlations between you know, the music and entrepreneurship. I'm going to seriously butcher this, but I think you're, I think you, probably know the correct version of it because you've had dealings with Gene Simmons. I love when he says, and again, I'm paraphrasing, I'm probably paraphrasing badly, that part of the reason he that KISS became so successful is while so many musicians were practicing their craft, he was building a brand. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, yeah. When he's, he's like, he's like when, they're building a band. They're building, a, they're like they say, like other musicians are building a band. We're building a brand. Maybe, 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 that, maybe that's how he said it. And that actually sounds better. So let's go with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you think of Kiss, you can see that logo in your mind, and you can see uh, you can see Gene Simmons up there, and you also can see this man with this long, straight black hair speaking with that accent, uh, giving these little interesting pieces of business advice and life advice everywhere he goes. So yeah. that's the brand. You can see it mm-hmm. just because you heard. The, the name Gene Simmons. You have an image in your mind. You can mm-hmm. hear the music. I might have to go stream some Kiss later after I check out the Envy. So <laughs> it's it, you know, and then just a real short aside here the Business Creators Radio Show has been on the air for almost eight years at this point. When we first went live, before we had any episodes prepared, we went into uh, one of our previous membership sites and pulled some of our greatest hits audios 
from when we had done a series of teleseminars. The very first teleseminar we ever did when we launched the original version of the Business Creators Institute, with which this show is paired, and the original episode we uploaded to Business Creators Radio Show, our guest was none other than Benny Mardonis, who is the co-creator of that song that everybody danced to at prom, Into the Night. I had the idea that I wanted to do a topic on customer service, and I thought that phrase rock star customer service so here i had a friend uh, in benny who had built a thriving career based on a very specific niche as an independent artist after his top 40 days passed through and the foundation of it was how he was of service to his fan base mm-hmm. so i thought rock star customer service we'll have a rock star talk about this one and we had a huge audience for it when we did the teleseminar originally. And the biggest p- piece of feedback that was repeated over and over again is, man, they were expecting him to talk about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And what they instead got was a business consulting lesson. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, whoa, the dude's brilliant. Yeah, well, actually, he was brilliant, God rest his soul. He went to MIT and then decided he wanted to be in music instead. He, that's the level of intelligence this man had. Yeah. And he certainly understood the topic. And since then, I've been fascinated with the correlation between the music industry and creative arts and how they can teach entrepreneurs and business creators how to thrive from our intersection of our brilliance and our passion, which is why I wanted to have you here. So let's get into um, a couple of things. You gave me a few points I want to cover. Uh, We'll probably do a more or less in order, but let's see what happens. You shared with me four pillars of profit. And... According to you, these are profile, produce, promote, and propel. Which of these pillars is the most overlooked by small businesses trying to grow? And if you could just give us a little bit of a background on what those four pillars mean, that'd be great as well. For sure. And that that is quite the question of which one's most overlooked. Because, I mean, what, one of the things that I did, like when I wrote this book, basically I wrote Hobby Boss for myself when I was starting, like I, like I wrote it now, but I wrote it for myself when I was starting seven years ago um, as my father's primary caregiver, kind of trying to like figure out that situation, but also trying to figure out my financial situation and what I'm going to do. And uh, I need a creative outlet. Like I, I had to, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of information out there about taking a business that's already working and, um, and then growing it and scaling it. But there isn't that much information or at least information that was like super, super clear and actionable about when you're just starting out. And, and so what I did in the, with the four pillars of profit was I basically looked at all the different areas of like, what worked, what are the things that, that actually worked? Like I tried a bunch of stuff, but what were the things that actually worked in my business? And so profile basically has to do with really getting clear. It's like, that's like the mindset part of the book where it's like really getting clear on, um, on what you're like, what you're doing. So like who you are, who you want to be, um, who you are presenting yourself as to your audience. And, um, and it goes through, I'm not going to go through every single, every single, um, aspect of it, but it basically has to do with things like what's your own ideal outcome. Like, what do you want? Like a lot of people say they want like a million dollars a year, or they want even just like a million dollars in general. And it's like, but do you know what it's actually going to take to get that or will you even be happy with that number maybe you'll actually be happier with less but and and, but doing less work so you have a little less money but way more time let's say like there's certain things that I don't think a lot of people um, think about because it's always go 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 so what profile will do it'll have you think about some of those um, some of those details of you know um, again who you want to be to your audience, what hobby you're focusing on. Um, there's the, cause a lot of people have different hobbies and this is a book that is mostly based on turning your uh, passion into profits basically. Um, and so things like that, but also, you know, where you work, um, when you work, things like that, that's basically profile is about you. Um, but then you have produce, which is about basically the, the solution that you're producing for your audience. Cause we're talking about with hobby boss, there are a lot of different ways to turn your passion into profits, but I mostly talk about creating info products. So a solution that teaches somebody how to um, get better at your hobby. So for example, for uh, like, if I'm talking about me, like I, I coach a lot of guitar players, uh, right. Uh, playing cover songs, writing songs, performing songs, things like that. Um, 
And so if you're, let's just say you're into like needlepoint, then teaching that, teaching that to someone is it's a digital product that you can, you can create. And um, because it's digital, you don't have to worry about shipping or anything like that. You can just, you know, people could instantly access it. And there's a lot of benefits from it. I, I think it's the best and fastest type of business that you can create. It's, um, it's really amazing what's possible, but producing is all about that. It's about producing a solution that's actually going to help your ideal customer create their or achieve their ideal outcome. And then uh, promote is about promoting that. So taking that solution and basically promoting that so that your ideal customer has a chance to actually buy it. Um, and then propel has to do with once they buy, how do you propel them to their ideal outcome and beyond? So like, so they could keep buying more and more solutions from you. So those are the, those are the four pillars. Basically profile is like the mindset getting really clear on that produces uh -huh. about your solution promotion promote is about like the kind of like the marketing and advertising that kind of thing and um and propel is about that's kind of like the customer support part of it where it's like you're helping them actually achieve the result right now you have something that you're chomping at the bit to share with us so can yeah. you tell us about what a damage plan is? Okay, why so it's important to have one. <laughs> okay, so the damage plan appears in profile. Like pro profile, you know what? Actually, to answer your question, I think profile might be the most overlooked aspect of the book. That's why I wanted to start with it. And okay. um, like, it's the most overlooked aspect, sorry, of, of business. Um, right. It's it's the mindset part, the part that if, okay, so like literally minutes before I hopped on this call, um, minutes before I get a message from someone who bought my book, um, my guitar book, Practice Less, Play More, um, and the companion video course that went along with it. Um, he bought the book earlier today. And <laughs> man, he got like, I load up my email, I uh, load up. Um, so I go into my inbox. And I see a message that starts with shame on you. And I'm just like, okay, here we go. Like, here we this, go. <laughs> here we go. Like, this is just, this is going to be a treat. And so um, to make a long story short with this, he was just reaming me out about how like my book, he said that the book was full of like, blah, blah, blah. Like, first of all, let me just say that I've been like, I wrote this book in late 2018 and literally like hundreds and hundreds of guitar players tell me like, Oh my God, this book changed my life. Like even some people read, read the book and they're like, Oh, I use the same strategies to lose 20 pounds. Or I did this. The book is about playing songs faster, but it's, it's really about um, success principles that you can apply to anything, programming habits, faster um, uh, programming lifestyle, lifestyle habits, basically anything you want to start. Um, getting getting results from anything you want to set out to achieve. I call it practice less, play more. Um, right. But the the I stand by the methodology. I think it's, it's I think it's great. And um, and anyway, so but this guy didn't get it. And I get this every once in a while. There'll always be you know trolls and haters. But this guy was just reaming me out. He was just saying he's like it's disgusting how like he, uh, this is just from what I remember because literally I was getting ready for this call. Um, but he's like it's disgusting how um, he was actually talking about like he thought he, he goes like he was talking about Americans like he's like how Americans will do anything for money. First of all, I, like. I'm not American. I'm Canadian. Um, right. But also I don't believe that about like any like general population. Like he's just like, this guy is so negative, just generalizing that like all Americans are a certain way. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was crazy. Wow. Like, I've got friends from all over the world. I love Americans. I love like Europeans, everyone, everyone. Like, I mean, there's, uh -huh. there's good and bad people. Um, but this guy, he's just like, and he goes, and don't worry, I will spread the news. And I'm just like, oh my God, this guy is on fire. And so he would be like what we call, this is like a, this is like a, a super troll. I mean, this guy is like, he's probably going to go out and like go to different forums and say about how my book is like, you know, BS and all this stuff. And so this is the part about profile and about the damage plan specifically that is so important. I mean, I just really can't stress it enough that so first I'll just talk about what I did and then I'll talk about what a damage plan is and how to make it and why it's so important. So, yes. so instantly, like before in the past there, I may have handled this a different way, but instantly what I did was I went refunded his money, deleted him from the database. Cause I do not want that guy's money or his business uh -huh. okay, ever again. Okay. I went to a check if he uh, commented on the advertisement, if he did, I would abandon him. Um, I just don't want him in my world. Um, but then I, um, I sent him a message saying like super short, just saying, you know, like we don't tolerate that kind of abuse over here. I've refunded your money. Best of luck. Um, and I, I did say like a cheeky response. This was just because, I mean, um, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like doing this every once in a while, but I said, by the way, I'm Canadian. Um, and so like just letting him know that he's the one who's being negative and uh, super presumptuous. Right. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell you about what the damage plan is. See what the damage plan does. 
a damage plan is something that a lot of people have like a success plan. Like, here's what I want to do. Or like, I'm going to have a goal, a list of goals and they, yeah. things that they want to do. And um, they might even go deeper and say like what they're going to do um, when certain things happen. So like when I um, am making this kind of money, then here's what I'm going to do. You know, like when I, when I make um, my first hundred thousand dollars, then I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy a house. Let's just say now what a lot of people don't do is have a damage plan, which is to plan for when things go wrong. And so what a damage plan is, is basically, so if I get a negative comment on my advertisement, or if I get a negative comment in my inbox, or if someone wants a refund, but they're really nasty, or they're nasty to one of my uh, virtual assistants, let's say in customer support, um, then here's what to do. But not just like a little, a little, um, uh, like a couple of words. It's like step-by-step, step one, delete them from the database. Step two, refund their money. Step three, re- reply, like literally map it out. And here's why, because when something like that happens, you're not in your head anymore. It's all emotion. And so if somebody, um, this happens a lot on Facebook, someone will comment on, on an ad and they'll just vandalize it. I mean, it just, there's so many trolls, especially in the guitar space, lots yeah. of trolls, lots of guitar snobs, just like it's, 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 um, it's kind of sad. Um, it's actually really sad, but the, um, but what'll happen is people will post. And then, um, if you're not careful, then you'll go in and you're going to get triggered and you're going to start fighting back. And that's a bad look. That's not good for people who are actually your ideal customer. Um, what you actually want to do is either kill with kindness so I kind of say like something like if someone wrote that on Facebook and I didn't feel like deleting them. I just want to make a, a fool out of them, like, um, but do it with killing with kindness. I'd say like, yeah. Hey, I love you too, man. Or I'd say something like, Hey, that's a really great question. Yeah. So, and I would just be like, I'd be, it's like borderline passive aggressive, but I would be killing with kindness and, um, any reply, by the way, trolls hate that. So they'll either uh, just retreat or they'll um, change their attitude. I've had so many people say, oh, you know, sorry, I was a little bit harsh or blah, blah, blah. Like, it's so funny to me, um, but uh, I'm also experienced. A lot of people who start out, this breaks them. This actually breaks them. They don't like negative comments. They can't handle it. And um, and it actually makes them um, uh, uh, basically not want to do business anymore. And it's sad because they're, they have a lot of value to offer, but, um, you know, one or two negative people, um, really broke them. And so what you do with the, with the damage plan is you basically just say like, what am I going to do when this happens? Like bad things will happen in your business. Negative things will happen. You'll have a bad day, but you want to make sure that you have a step-by-step plan. Like I usually do about three steps. What are the three steps I'm going to take when this happens? And that way, when the bad thing happens, you literally just go to the damage plan and you follow protocol. That's it. And just wow. that alone, going from emotion back to logic, it is, it's been a huge difference. Like it made a huge difference in my, in my business. Um, you just have a better time. Cause this guy, like, I'm not going to remember this guy tomorrow. I mean, what I'll actually probably do just one more thing. What I've done for my damage plan is I actually have an online show called troll talk live where I literally, I feature the best trolls, like the best of the world. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So I basically, I, we like, we, I, I broadcast these messages and, um, I usually give the people like a funny character name. Um, like I don't usually use their real name. Um, and so I basically talk about it and what I'm doing is I'm sub communicating to my audience. Number one, what I don't tolerate. Number two, what I do tolerate. And basically my, um, my sort of my, my mission and my manifesto. And it's basically, well, it'll attract, it'll attract the right people to me and repel the wrong people, the people who see it and find it either annoying or they like, they agree with the troll, let's say they're going to be repelled and that's doing me a favor. And it's yes. also doing my audience a favor. So it strengthens my tribe. So, so troll talk, this will definitely be an episode of troll talk for sure. Yeah. Well, I was, that troll in one case, uh, an influencer that many of us have heard of put out a video that, uh, I didn't realize it was satire. I thought he was actually being serious and I flipped my lid oh, No way. to the point, to the point where the next morning I logged on to my Facebook and I saw that he had sent me a direct message with a personal video addressed to me where basically he just said, it was all like peace and love. And he just kept saying, you know, your feelings matter, your opinions matter. And I knew right then I was just his way of basically, uh, you know, saying, bless your heart. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but there also was a side of it that also kind of felt like he actually was trying to reach out. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought about it later and it's, you know, it's actually, 
I'm very embarrassed by the whole thing. And I'd like to meet the guy in person or have the opportunity to have a conversation with him so I could share with him, uh, you know, my regrets for what I did and also uh, tell him how, you know, his example of how to handle these things help to make me a better person and I try and pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we all find ourselves in different places and sometimes we are that person. So I admit it. Now there's another case and this was actually uh, a client of ours where they were promoting a program. Uh, you know, they, they've launched it and they're getting people signing up for it. And the next thing you know, Karen shows up and, <laughs> and, and uh, sends them this diatribe accusing them of unethical behavior because they hide their prices or what have you. Well, the person just wasn't reading. Mm-hmm. All right. So this client went into a different type of damage control mode, which basically is, well, we need to review all our procedures and go over all the web pages. We can't have this. And, and uh, before I even knew the issue existed, I found out she had already sent this person uh, an abject, just unconditional kneeling before you apology for like everything that's ever happened in the world. Like, oh my taking, God. like taking responsibility for global warming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I saw that and I thought, what? And, and, and here, and here's what I did. I said, okay, so let me handle this from here because the client had the idea that I should also explain our mistake of which there was no mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few days later, the client asked me, uh, you, know, if, uh, you, know, uh, "You know, what happened with Karen?" I said, "We took care of it." She said, "Oh, well, did you did you apologize? Did you copy me on that? Uh, what did she say? Uh, uh, what changes we making?" I said, "No, I I said I took care of it. I didn't say we we obliged her in any way. We took care of it, meaning we made sure she was off the email list and we blocked her on all social media. Yeah, not to worry about her anymore because that type because if that is the end the introduction that somebody makes when they come into your space where they lead by accusing you of criminal behavior because they didn't read your damn sales letter imagine them as a client because the frame is is already there that they can push you around and this is something i learned the hard way when i was in business myself so one final point i want to make and i cover this in my book groundhog days an event not a business strategy is when I look at reviews for a business I'm considering patronizing, I'm not interested as much in the business that has a five-star rating as I am in the one that has about a 4.2 or 4.3. Here's why. Mm. I want to see that they have screwed up, maybe even royally a couple times. And I want to see that they addressed it and how they addressed it. Mm-hmm. The reason being, very simple. What if I'm that one where statistically things go wrong? I want to know them in good hands and I'm going to, it's going to come out all right on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to see evidence of that. And that actually will encourage me. So when I see a business that has a damage plan in place for how to handle things that go sideways, where somebody either trolls them or they just go so right, righteously frustrated with the process, they go public with it, like your troll threatened to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that they knew how to handle it and they knew how to either disarm the situation, fix the situation or put paid to the troll, depending what the situation was. And finally, I just want to say that, um, you know, I'm American. I'm in the United States of America. I have a lot of Canadian friends. And as long as you guys keep sending us the good maple syrup, we will uh, remain friends. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's our, <laughs> the main export. Yeah, yeah. You know, so th- this is like this uh, trolls and negativity, especially when we're talking about social media, because like, um, you know, a big part of my um, advertising is on Facebook and Facebook is just a cesspool of negativity. I mean, it's oh just it's, it's ridiculous, right? So, yeah. so, but you have to know that going in and you can't let one person dictate your whole like this is just one this for me is just like one guy and this is just one guy today every day there's like something that happens but you can't let something like that derail the whole business or derail your whole right. day like you have to realize that first of all who's this guy even think he is first like he there's about three or four things inside that email besides the typos 
that he says that are just so presumptuous that anyone listening to him, whatever high horse he thinks he's on or soapbox, like, and don't worry, I will tell people or I will spread the news. Like, okay, what to like three people? And then like, nobody's mm-hmm. paying attention to someone like that. And even if they do, they're not going to like, he has no credibility, right? And so, but you're absolutely right. Like one of the reasons why I typically kill with kindness um, inside the comments is because I want people to see how I handled it. Right. And um, and that's so important. It's like, you know, subcommunication is a very, very important part of business and how you're handling things, how you present yourself, how you're doing things, um, both internally and externally um, in the business. Like I call it backstage and front stage, obviously, um, you know, being a musician. Um, but so your, the front stage of your business is what people see. But then the backstage is also your like your that's your operations and everything. And um, so in both of those, you want to make sure that you you're on top of it. You're what you're subcommunicating to. If you're working with anybody else, if you're partnering with anyone else, like what are you subcommunicating to them? And also, you know, obviously on, in your advertisements, um, there's a lot that changed when I started, when I, um, when I had kids um, and I, you know, became sleep deprived and the inner perfectionist, <laughs> the inner perfectionist part of my brain is basically dormant. Um, yeah. So I started just like getting out there and just not caring and just like putting myself out there being like making a fool out of myself. If I like, cause I'm just like, you know, I'm just basically a dork in like rockstar clothes clothing and um and it's just like that's just basically it and i want people to know that and and, you know the people who i who i attract rightfully so like that's like of course that's the same kind of person that um that uh, comes into my world and so i just i like to make it safe i like for people to have fun and truthfully like you mentioned um calling the authorities there was one guy who didn't um so he typed his email i'll just like give the punchline he he typed his email address wrong it happens all the time when people are ordering things like you know, they're typing their email address wrong. And he said that he didn't get his book. And um, he basically called 911. Oh, my God. He called 911 because he didn't get a PDF for a $5 guitar book. Okay, he called 911. And just the, the first thing that I thought is just like, oh, my God, I could only imagine how that phone call went, like how emergency services basically responded uh-huh. to this guy, who like, and he was again, he was the one who uh, t- misspelled his, his own email address. That's why I didn't get the delivery, but to like, to, to waste their time with something as trivial as he didn't get a $5 ebook is just like one of the funniest things that I've ever heard. And so, so, you know, it's, there's a lot of, um, of operator, operator error like that, that happens, um, in, in any business really, but you just have to, you just, you know, you have to roll with the punches and just realize that that's just kind of what you're stepping into in any business. There's going to be things that go wrong. And that's why, again, just to kind of wrap up the damage plan, that's why you want to have that is just, you want to be prepared so that you're, you're doing, um, you're doing business with your head and not your heart. Like you are going to be doing business with your heart because you're taking care of your customers, but in the operations of it, you can't be reacting emotionally. You have to be reacting with logic and strategy. Yeah. You know, um, I, I fed a troll once this was, six years ago, somebody had opted into my mailing list because they attended a webinar that I was, that I was the guest presenter on. And uh, so they got on my list. They hung out on my list for a year. Then all of a sudden they unsubscribe and they scream about how they're, and it's all, and they send a message. It's all in caps about how they're over it with my spamming. So I actually replied back to this when I said, no, actually, you opted in on such and such a day from such and such an IP address. I've attached a triangulation report that shows an identical match to where your office shows up on Google Maps. I do not spam you. Good luck to you. Mm -hmm. Three months later, three months later, I get an email from this person that goes on for, well, I printed it out. It was three pages where, first of all, they thought they scored some big coup by saying, we have identified the physical location of the business who has been spamming us. And it is as follows. I'm thinking, wow, that's in the footer of all my websites, moron. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, and then they go on to list all these crimes I've committed. And they, and they just picked like 30 different companies like Apple, Google, Verizon, uh, AT&T. You get the idea. And just CC'd abuse at all these different companies and, and, and made comments like Apple, how do you feel about being, about, about being forced to, uh, what was the phrase about being wrapped up in this person's spamming Google? How do you feel about having a spammer manipulate you and on and on and on and on? Well, I needed to have this person blocked from my system. So I called my web host and I knew the people at the web host well, and they said, and I told him the situation and said, yeah, that 
that guy was uh, screaming at us, demanding to speak with our CEO when we blocked him. That's how far somebody went. It's amazing. And actually, I, that's that's an incredible thing. It's an incredible feat that like he put that much um, effort into that. I always it just go, picture it, him go, it goes one step further. Let me just give you one more and then we're going to move on to the next topic. Since we're on the subject of trolls, I know this is a popular topic with our listeners. The, the very day that I did that webinar that he attended, where he attended the webinar where I was a guest being hosted by my friend, and then this, and then this troll then took me up on the offer I made on the webinar and signed up to download my thing. On that very day, the, uh, an appellate court in California handed down a ruling in this guy's ch- child custody and alimony case where they used phrases that said, we have lost, we have lost our belief in appellant's ability to tell the truth. And they outlined specifics where he perjured himself. This case, this case to this day is on family law blogs for family attorneys in California as an example of how not to deal with your (laughs) ex-wife. And it's the same guy? It's the same guy. Oh my God. So, so I, so in my, so I, you know, I was going to reply to the whole issue, uh, after he tried to uh, rope abuse at everybody into this man-made situation of his. And uh, I, I, I almost wanted to say, I actually thought about a reply where I was instantly say, Jeff, how's Andrea keeping up on those payments? Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's, I mean, no, 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 but that's, no, 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 that's no, no. I'm please say you didn't do that because, yeah. you know, so, yeah, you just, because, because you don't, what the last thing that you want to do is you don't, yeah, you don't want to feed, you don't want to feed trolls anything, if anything. So like, um, and I learned this one from one of my mentors, Ben Settle. I he, would, I would not have actually done that, but believe yeah. me, the thought was crossing. No, for sure. Mind. No, no, of course. No, the, the thought, the, for sure. The thought is definitely, definitely hilarious, but yeah, I mean, Ben, Ben Settle, um, he's one of the guys who taught me basically like okay so if if someone trolls you then you like especially if it's an advertisement or something that someone else sees like you don't respond back you basically uh, like you and you know you never fire back like ever you don't fire back with anything but you if anything you make it an example um, the best thing actually to do is to turn that into um, uh, inspiration for a sale. So like, for example, if there was some kind of troll, like I- I'll probably think of something with this, this new one here. Um, like he called me disgusting. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll probably like line that up with some, some disgusting thing that happened. Like one of my baby boys did or whatever. And I'll like, I'll call, I'll call like, I'll call it some kind of like the gross something sale, like whatever. I'll come up with like a play on words yep. or whatever, but it'll be inspired by this troll and I'll turn that into a promotion. And the cool thing that happens from that is that actually you end up profiting from someone else's negativity that like yeah. that guy's long gone like who knows what that guy's gonna do if he ever buys anything like i'll tell my my um my vas that if you ever see this name then just you know um you'd like to refund it right away and like delete them from the database like um the person's done uh, blacklisted but yeah it, you basically you turn their their situation like the it, it's this is the best thing about having a business. Um, and I could say, I don't know for any business, but definitely a business, um, like an info product business, but one where you're in co- constant communication with your um, your audience is there's no such thing. There's no bad thing that can happen to you because um, you will talk about it. You'll talk about it in your business. Like you'll talk about it in your emails and you'll basically, you could turn it into a promotion or an opportunity to um, to to bond with your audience. And and so there's no such thing as a bad thing that, that could happen. And, and that is actually pretty liberating. Um, um, when, once I understood that and I started implementing it, anything that would happen with a troll or anything, any stress that would happen from, you know, I have three young kids, um, any like bad day, any stressful day, we'll just, I'll just end up turning that into a promotion or an email. And it's just an excuse to talk about it. It's kind of cathartic for me. Uh-huh. But it's um, it ends up turning into a revenue event um, or, or like I said, a chance to bond with my audience, which is great. And, yeah. and it keeps rolling. We're having a lot of catharsis here right now. So I want to, throw in an extra question before we get to the five wise thing, which I really want to get into in a little bit of mm-hmm. detail. Uh, you and I just spent almost 15 minutes, maybe even more commiserating about our trolls. Mm-hmm. I said, before we got into this topic, this is very popular with our listeners and they'll share their own stories. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we either get enjoyment or catharsis or what have you 
by telling stories about our trolls, even with stuff that happened 10 that's, years ago? Yeah, that's a great question, man. And you know, it's actually, that's, yeah, I love that because, and this is, it's case in point where you can have something good happen to you, but um, like someone praises you and says that you have the best, like literally, like I get long emails of people saying like yesterday, yep, last night, I literally remember someone listened to every single episode of my podcast um, over the past two weeks. And, um, and told me about all of the highlights and how what I said and all the strategies that I created um, really, really helped them and transformed their life. And that's such a huge compliment. And, um, and, but then you get one snide remark from someone who's miserable, just, uh-huh. uh, just miserable in their life, and they need to take it out on someone else. You, t- you get um, in, in their line of fire. And it can ruin your whole day. It could ruin your whole month. It could ruin you. It could ruin you, your business. Like if you really let it. And the reason for that, I think, is it be, it, um, it highlights um, insecurities that you might have. Like if you let it get to you, it highlights insecurities that you might have. Like we're talking like schoolyard type stuff, like um, like psycho, like this is like um, like Freudian or or whatever. Yeah. Like, this is like we're getting into like, like deeper stuff here where it'll trigger that. And um, if you've ever believed that you're not good enough, or if you ever believe that like that you're an imposter, um, when someone does that, even when you're super successful. When someone does that, if you've ever questioned any of those things, it's just highlighting that insecurity. And but this is the important thing to remember here. This is what I truly believe is if you believe that thought. So like so your mind, your ego is going to um, tell you different things. OK, and this is also like the inner perfectionist. The, it's going to tell you different things. It could say like, you know, you're garbage or you're amazing. Or it could say like, oh, you shouldn't do that. That's like super risky. Don't do that. Like there's certain things the voices you're going to hear in your head. A lot of people mistakenly think that that's them. They think that that's their identity. That's me. That's Steve saying that. And so that's what I believe. And what they don't realize is that that's just a speaker that's just saying something. It's just a, a like, oh, you shouldn't do that. That's dangerous. You, the actual you, can respond to that. Yeah, you know what? That is dangerous. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Or I could say, yeah, it's kind of dangerous, but I think I'm still going to do it. You can respond to it. So when someone says that you're garbage or your your um you know your product is garbage and give me my money back or I feel embarrassed that I even bought this or I'm going to spread the news or blah 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 whatever that guy said. Uh-huh. It's like if I believed that my product was garbage, if I believed that I'm an imposter, if I believed any of the bad things that he said there, if I believed that like, you know, anything that he, he said was true, then that is, um, and then I'm going to get roped in. But because I build all of these things where I have my damage plan, I understand the separation between um, the voice, like in my head saying that like, oh, is, is my, okay, so this is what it would be. It would be a question. Is my book garbage? And then I answer me, I answer no. And then the conversation's done. I proceed to step one, which is delete him from the database. Step two, which is refund. Step three, respond, telling him that his refund's coming. And then I added a little thing because it's funny to me. I'm like, by the way, I'm Canadian because that's just funny to me. But it's not yeah. anything like it's not like a snide remark. I'm not insulting him. Um, but that's the that's the key is that separation. And a lot of people, I think they believe the bad things that people say about them. Um, and really bad people, are, like our negative people are usually just projecting. So whatever this yeah. guy said to me, he's probably just thinking the same stuff about himself. Like, look, no, uh-huh. no, nobody who's successful, no one who's successful and happy will ever write an email like that. They'll never re- um, write a nasty right. comment. Anyone who's happy and successful, they're just too busy being happy and successful. So the guy who wanted to turn me into a hundred different tech agencies because he opted into my list. And then, uh, and then I sent him emails in exchange for that. You have to think about if he had a court case like that, that became a best practice for how not to do something that's being discussed all throughout the legal community. He's got bigger problems than me. Oh, dude, that guy's a master. I, like, I, 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 I could have I just let the whole thing go. And, and, and to me, I take that as a, as a learning experience. Uh, it's like, okay, okay, delete, block. Dude, that guy's masterful. He's masterful at that. Like he, he's an innovator, an innovator in like how to mess things up. Like, could you imagine being married to that guy? Oh my God. That's just what a nightmare. Well, (laughs) yeah. And I, and I, and I think that's why he ended up paying so much in child support, but that's a different story. Let's get to the five whys. One of my favorite topics. (laughs) Yeah. And and there's one more thing we're going to cover after this for our listeners. Now we spent a lot of time on damage plans and trolls and four pillars of profits. I'll just let you know what the final question is going to be in advance. It's about uh, something you cover in your new book about understanding the ideal customer. And I think we've done so much in, diagnostics and knowing what the ideal customer is not. But before we get there, let's do the five wise thing. 
get to explain to us in your own words and how it makes new entrepreneurs successful. Cool. Yeah. Five whys. Um, why is a very important question. Even asking it once is, uh, is a really big motivator. Like, so why, um, when you, when you ask the question, why, like, Hey, why did you do this? Um, you're, you're describing the person's describing their motivation behind it. Like, Hey, why did you read this book? Oh, well, you know, I was, I really got inspired by uh, this concept and blah, 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 whatever the thing is. It's like, it, we're starting to talk about motivation. And so when you're talking about, um, for example, like why are like, why am I going to start a business uh, teaching guitar players how to play songs faster. And so, um, you know, I could say something like, well, um, for, for me, like when I started playing, like I, all I wanted to do was play songs, but I was also, um, you know, I was in school and I was playing drums and I was doing all these different things that if I could just learn how to play songs faster, then I can just kind of pick up the guitar and let loose and have fun. Okay. Well, why is that important to you? Well, I mean, yeah. like school stressful. And so you basically five whys is you just keep asking why, to the, the answer that the person presents. So, or even if you're doing it yourself, like, so why do you want to start? Um, like, why are you focusing on this hobby for your business? Because I want to do this. Okay. Why is that important? And so then because of this, why? And the cool thing about five whys is that the deeper that you go, the more emotional it gets. And like, it really gets down to the core where, um, I was talking with the damage plan about going from, um, from heart to head. So like you're going from emotion to logic, but with why, when you're talking about your motivations, um, what we want to do is we want to go from head to heart. So, um, your, your answers are going to start out pretty logical. So like, for example, why do you want to start a business in the guitar space? Oh, well, you know, because I see a lot of businesses out there and I see it's super lucrative. Um, and it's like, okay, so why is that important? Well, you know, I think that, um, if I was making money from, um, you know, if I was making a hundred thousand dollars a month or a hundred thousand dollars a year, then it would be important because of X. Okay. Why? Well, because I want to afford this. I want to take care of my family, blah, blah, blah. Why? Okay. Well, it's important to me to be the provider in the family. Okay. Why? Well, when I was a kid, my parents split up and you know, like these are the things we start getting deep like and when you start asking why more and more you get deep into like you get to the heart of the matter and um and that that um answer to that question when you know that like even put it up on your wall um when you have a really important why then on those hard days um you know and it keeps coming back like look i'm not gonna lie um there's a lot of a lot of uh, hardships and negativity that comes from uh, that an entrepreneur is going to face. Right. And so, um, so it's, um, it's very important to be able to deal with that stuff. And, um, and so, you know, motivation, like the why, the why aspect of it, it'll help with all the things that we've talked about today. Like when you know your why, when you, when you look, um, I've got pictures of my kids, I've got pictures of my, uh, my late father. Um, you know, I have a, um, yeah. a fundraising initiative called Void Cancer. And like, that's a big why for me. Um, you know, it's a big why. And, um, and so when I look at those things, I remember, I was like, oh yeah, okay, no, this is why I'm doing it. And then you just keep going. Like, who cares about some guy from Switzerland who doesn't like my $20 guitar book? Like if any, first of all, <laughs> by the way, if anybody ever gives me problems, uh, I, like the guy who called 911 from the UK, I mean, it's a guitar book, guys. Like a guitar book, come on. Like we're not even talking about anything that is like, that's really serious. We're talking about a, like a hobby. Like, I mean, people take it seriously, but like some people take it way too seriously. Like, come on, it's guitar. So anyone- 911. Yeah, it's like for, for a guitar book, come on, a guitar uh-huh. PDF. Anyway, so so this is what I'm talking about is like the why, the five whys. Um, it's- yeah, this was, it was created by, um, by Toyota. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just, it's super powerful exercise. Um, it's also, again, this is in the profile section of the book, um, for a reason, like I said, it's, it's, this is the overlooked part where you're talking about your mindset and how you're running the business. Um, you as the entrepreneur, whether you're working by yourself or you have a team, it's the mindset is really everything. And so sometimes you want to be able to um, run the business, um, you know, from, from your head and like get, you know, get be in control of your emotions. Um, most of the time you want that, but when you're doing introspective stuff, like, you know, what, um, if you're feeling a little bit down or you're making money, but you're not feeling fulfilled, this is the kind of thing that you want to do. It's like, okay, well, why? Uh, so I made a million dollars this year. Why um, am I feeling, um, you know, why am I feeling, uh, you know, tired or unfulfilled or unhappy because, you know, I have no time. It's like, well, why is it important to have time? Well, I, you know, I want to do things that I love and you could ask the five whys for anything, but what it does, like I said, it's the, the best um, mode of transportation to go from your head to your heart. At least that I found. Yeah. 
Well, uh, the reason I wanted, I was so happy you wanted to share the five whys, and I love the way you broke that down in such, in such intricate detail, is I use it not only for the purposes that you described, which is to get to the root of a matter, but also as a diagnostic, like, diagnostic tool to see what kind of situation I'm in. So if I see that there's a situation uh, in business or personal, what have you, and I start down to five whys, and I get either a hostile reaction or a, uh, uh, or a just drop it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I love, when, I love when people say, just drop it. And they're usually the ones who started it. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the best part. So, Almost and, and, always and, the one. And, that, and, that's a, and that's a tangent that actually matters because it goes to how I use the five whys as a diagnostic tool. When I hit that resistance where they won't take the five whys journey with me, mm-hmm. that becomes an indicator to look at other issues that are going on here mm-hmm. that are blocking progress. Yep. That may be subconscious, maybe subliminal, and may be handed down the generations through resonance repatterning and inherited trauma. Yeah. So you never you never know for sure exactly why at first somebody has these type of reactions. But when I, I use the five whys as a diagnostic and I get the block on the five whys, that tells me that there's a reason they don't want to look too deeply into things. Exactly. So what I was saying about sub, subcommunication. Yeah, now it can speak to a confidence issue. It can speak to um, uh, you know, a quality issue. It can speak to uh, a all kinds of issues that have to do with not being assertive or in a position to be confident about putting your stuff in the world. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. percent sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I was just going to say like about the subcommunication. It's like what, what we were discussing before. It's like, what what are they subcommunicating to you when they're resisting you like that to a basic question, you know? And and it's that, um, like you just said, it's like it might be a lack of confidence. It might be, it's like you don't, uh, and this, this is a really important skill to have, I think, as an entrepreneur is to be able to like read between the lines or see what's actually going on, um, even though that's not what's happening at face value. Like look at what, look at what Buddy is subcommunicating. Like we keep coming back to our Swiss Buddy over here um, who messaged mm-hmm. literally like five minutes before this call and um, and the old yeah. me like I might have been rattled by something like that but I dude I can't tell you how much I love things like that like it's it, it actually shows me how different I am it's like a measuring stick of like where I came from and like how like where I am now um, but it's it's what what's that guy sub communicating like what's he communicating to me in that message is yes okay cool he wants to he, he actually didn't even ask for a refund um, which is funny but um it's, it's that he sent me that message, you know, a couple, I don't know, a couple hours after he purchased the, the book, but what's he sub communicating to me um, in the way that he wrote the message in the words that he used in like, he chose those words. And so what I'm looking at um, is like, I'm looking at sort of the bigger picture. Like what's he, what's he showing me? Like, I mean, the guy's showing me that he's a miserable mess and um, the same yeah. way that any messages that you say. So like, it's really important as an entrepreneur to look at what the person is communicating to you. Like, I mean, that's one of the things, um, another thing like empathy, um, having empathy for other people. Like there's certain skills that you don't really learn in, um, in any business course or, or any, like you just, there's certain things that you just can't, um, I don't want to say that you just learn them on the, on, on the job. Like, I, I don't want to say that because like, yes, you can, I'm, I'm always looking for resources, like whether it's coaches or books where I can learn the stuff and learn from their mistakes. Cause I do want to equip myself with these soft skills or hard skills. Um, but these skills as entrepreneurs, like understanding subcommunication or understanding um, empathy and how to develop these things, um, this is, I think, what gives people the edge. Um, you know, yeah. like with the five whys, pack your toolbox with as many things like that as possible. And um, and I think more more now, like I, I'm seeing a lot of people, especially in the in the digital space, in the coaching space, lots of people are. Um, are entering like I mean because a lot of people will think it's like oh cool you know like even people who buy my book I'm sure they're gonna want like they're gonna think that it's some kind of a get rich quick type thing where like you and me both know how much work goes into building a business building anything it's oh. way, more, way more work than you ever think that it could be um, uh-huh. but understanding the upside like understanding 
on the rewards. Um, and, and um, you know, some people, some people have a job and that's fine. And they, they love having a job and that's great. Um, but other people, they yeah. know that there's something else out, for, uh, out there for them. And um, they're capable of so much more that, um, that like in, if they, if those kinds of people are in a job, then they're going to feel like it's um, there's they're shackled. And like, I, I'm one of those people, like if I, yeah. if I have a job, like, I just can't, I can't do it. Like there's just some kind of like, I just feel dead. So um, yep. I'm but, unemployable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I am incapable of aligning with the company's mission, vision, and values. Yeah. I've heard it all. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's something, it's something like, it's not for everyone. And so I'm not going to like sit here and, and say like, you know, if you have a job, then that's bad. And if you have a, your own business, that's good. Like, that's just ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Because somebody needs to do the jobs and there's somebody for whom having a nine to five with a paycheck is exactly what the, what the, what they love. Ordered. They love yeah. that. They, they thrive and, in that. Exactly. And, 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 and that's amazing. Yeah. You want to put the people in the right seats on the bus. Hey man, you know what? In some ways I'm so jealous of that because yeah. if I knew that like, all I got to do is just like, I do my job, I do my gig and, um, and, and, you know, there's different jobs that have um, a variety of things to it. It's not just one task. It's like, you know, a lot of things it's diverse. You have to be creative, but I know that no matter what I'm going to get paid and I just go home and I leave work at work. Oh my God. That would be like, like some part of me is jealous of that, but you know, if I did that, if I actually did that, then like I said, I'd be dead inside. Cause like, even on a day that doesn't have any sales, it's like, I know that I'm going to brainstorm something that I'm going to test out. I don't have to run it by anyone. I could brainstorm it. I could test it out tomorrow and that could turn into more money than I made last month. And like, that's yeah. an exciting prospect to me. And that's what keeps me doing this. And it's not just about the financial financial stuff. It's also about impacting people. Like the message I got yesterday from yep. a really happy um, customer and, and client and, and uh, listener of my podcast, like that stuff fuels me. And, and I think as an entrepreneur, um, it's really important to, to know that like some people are both, they're a hybrid, they have a job yeah. and then they also want to have like 500 extra dollars per month, which is great. Like, you know, it's really about knowing what you want. And some people, side, yeah, side hustles are a big thing. I'm seeing entrepreneur, I'm seeing entrepreneurs create side hustles yeah totally. at this point because it's it's so attractive i'm yeah. i'm looking at some 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 side hustles of myself just to diversify yeah. now uh we have about five minutes left here so i i know you're on a roll here but there's one more thing we want to get in very important mm -hmm. in For your sure. in your book hobby boss you discuss and this is where everything has been leading to in our conversation understanding your ideal customer so how do you go about learning who that is I mean, it's, it's definitely longer than a five minute uh, conversation, but the short, the short answer would be like, for, you just have to, you have to first even just choose, like you just choose who, like, who do you want in your life? I mean, it's like, just like any relationship, like I'm married and um, my wife cracks me up. Like she is so funny. And um, for me, like humor is really everything. And so um, it's, it's when I was thinking about, you know, who I would want in my life, um, that's that's what I thought for a romantic relationship and um and for a business relationship for your customer it's the same thing you're gonna still have to wine and dine them you're still gonna have to take care of them you're still gonna have to do things that are like you want to communicate with them it's just like any romantic relationship and so um just decide who you want in your life and that person's out there I mean when we're talking about like seven plus billion people um you know that person's out there that's the best part about online business is that you put your stuff out there as long as it's authentic um, and you know who you're speaking with, like, let's just say, for example, if I like wanted to speak with dentists, like, um, and, and um, dentists who want to learn how to play um, heavy metal, it's like, great. Then I'm only going to be talking about that. And I'm going to be starting to learn the needs of dentists and talking about things that are relevant to them and charging um, like uh, my, for my services, um, like, or my services all have to do with like dentists who want to play heavy metal, you know, like it's, it's all yeah. about, like, it's all about just that. And so um, that dentist is going to like raise his hand and be like, Oh my God, this guy, I totally gets me. And, but I have to decide like you, you basically as the business owner, you have to decide who you want in your life and who you basically, who you also don't want in your life. So you also, you talk about your ideal customer, but you also talk about your non-ideal customer and yes. you get to choose. Yeah. And you know, you see all these exercises, you can download them. In fact, most digital marketing agencies have a free one. They give away as a lead generator, uh, your customer avatar worksheet. Now mm -hmm. in my podcast reach system, which is our program that helps small businesses and entrepreneurs launch their business boosting podcasts, we, the first step that they take is to create three avatars of themselves from an outside looking in view mm -hmm. of their listeners and of the guests that like to interview in that order. Now, within each of those three avatar exercises, 
they also create the anti-avatar. So yeah, they also create the avatar of who they don't want tuning in. They also cre create the avatar of who they don't want to interview. And they also create the avatar of who they themselves are not. Yeah, love it. Very smart. And on the, on the surface, it seems like, oh, do I really have to do this? And then our students take these avatar exercises and they just get blown away with the revelations they have about the possibilities that lie in their business. Yeah. Doing that work is going to save them so much heartache and headache in the, in the future. Yeah. So we are at the top here and, you know, you mentioned this hobby boss book. Uh, I would suggest that people go to hobbybossbook.com and pick up their copy of it where they can get the book. Then they can come back and get the bonuses. You have a couple other things as well. Uh, is that, do you agree with that? I trust. I, 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 I totally, I, agree. I totally I agree. agree. That's a great I, idea. <laughs> of course, in my unbiased opinion, I think you should go buy my book for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check, check it out. If you, if you, uh, if you want to get deeper into some of this stuff, it's, it's, yeah. I, I'm really proud of the book. I'm going to, I'm going to pop this into my Kindle as well, because I'm, I'm pretty curious about the topic. And uh, I also know you have the website rockstarmind.com, which is a great resource and it shares more about some of your solutions and some of how your whole system works practice less play more totally yeah yeah, yeah. if you want to see if you want to see a hobby business in action um then yeah definitely check out rockstarmind.com all right folks so you have it the websites to visit are hobbybossbook.com and rockstarmind.com and with that Steve Mastriani, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Thank you so much for having me. We trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.